See, effort is what separates the boys from the men. What you do every day will dictate your future. What you want out of your life is what you got to put in. Yeah, failure happens, mistakes as well. But without them, how could you grow? Swing and a miss, Spangenberg strikes out. And the Milwaukee Brewers have come away with the victory. Galvis swings and misses, and that'll end the ball game. As the Brewers hold on and beat the Padres 8-6, coming from behind for the big victory here tonight. Popped up, right side, Eric Thames in foul ground, makes the catch and ends the ball game. So the Milwaukee Brewers have come into San Diego's Petco Park and swept the Padres in a three-game series and tonight. Failure happens. Left side, Arnado goes to second for one on the first for two. And that's the ball game. The Rockies have taken two of the first three. They win this one five to two. Failure happens. Swahe to left field, Para moving over, and he'll get there to make the catch. That ends the ball game. Well, the Padres get two in the ninth inning, but come up short. Failure happens. Two-two to Renfro. That's in there for strike three, and that's the afternoon. Now the Rockies come in, and they take three out of four from the Padres. How tough it is to win a big league ball game. Hello and welcome to the 2018 edition of PodSpod. We're back. We got Manny. Hey. We got Lil Mo. What up? And last but not least, we got the Yoshmeister. Hey. So guys, reaction to the first seven games of the season were one and six. Manny, what do you think? I think this team's great, man. This is uh, they're really fun to watch. They uh, they lose with a lot of character. They um, they try really hard. That it, it seems like they come out and they don't want to lose. Like they they really they they want to win. But you know, um, if you don't have it, you don't have it, and that's okay. You know, they're they're um, they're good kids. They're good kids, and they don't want to lose. Lil yeah. Mo, do you agree? Yeah, they're just they're trying their hardest. You know, can't blame them for that. It just sucks. They're good kids. They suck. You can't blame them for that. Yoshi, what do you think? Yeah, they try their hardest, but it's painful to watch this. <laughs> They're good kids. They try their hardest, but it's painful to watch. I, I would agree with all that. Um, I think this is this is okay. Um, I don't think any of us – did any of you guys have expectations of this being a, a winning season? I, I didn't. I think you you look at the pitching staff, and it's it's pretty clear that um, there's no way we can possibly win more than seventy five games. Oh, um, I think I think the pitching is pretty awful. I think we should all expect this. I I, I would like there to be more positive takeaways at this point, some things that are exciting me, like that's what I was hoping for out of this season. Some things that, you know, get you excited about the years to come. Of course, it's only seven games in with it's, it's, it's fine that we don't have that yet, but in, in these six games, I don't, I don't really have any positive takeaways. Do you guys have any positive takeaways at this point? Um, I mean, there's, there's certain I've enjoyed watching Freddie Galvis. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Um, yeah, he's been my favorite player so far. I really, but I, I already knew he'd be. I like his dreadlocks. I like his high socks. I like that he's number thirteen. I like that he's a shortstop. I like that. I like that he's been popped for PEDs. Um, and I think those are the, that's the type of players that uh, AJ AJ looks for is guys who are willing to. You know, take to, those risks. Yeah, you know, do do whatever it takes to to win. I've heard that that when AJ does his scouting, he looks in middle school and high school, like he looks through players' records to see how many scraps they've gotten into <laughs> and like how many knives they've run to school and stuff. 
and the higher the higher the the number of scraps, the higher the number of knives and marijuana brought to school that he he looks for those players, yeah, to to kind of build build the character of the team that, that you know that he wants that he wants to mold. So yeah, Lomo, do you have a, a favorite player or any positive takeaways from these first seven games? Uh, I don't know, man. It's just. It's like I, I'm just tired of hearing how we have a great farm system and then just wait two or three years will be amazing. It just sucks. Like season started a week ago and we're one and six. I don't think anyone came into this expecting a winning. I think it sucks. Like we got swept in the opening series. Like that that hurts and uh, Brad Hand. I think that that hurts. Like that's also discouraging as seeing him chode it multiple times already. Um, he's probably like the person we've been expecting to be an all-star or like our all-star. Um, so I think there's been those things that like have made this first week just kind of extra painful, even though kind of expected, but they've been fully honest that, um, yeah, we're not going to win this season. Like we're, we're, we don't expect, is it 2020 is the year that they're, I think 2019 has been put out there, but you know, you hear, you hear 2019-2020 as years where we will start competing. I believe I believe it's been said that in 2019 that we will start to uh, make a playoff run. And it's not 2019 yet, even though Manita, little hand, just, uh, just closed the game out for us. Uh, so we are now two and six. But... Yeah, Lomo, you're you're you know that's your fault for having expectations that are when the ownership of the club is telling you that um, we're not going to win this year. That's your damn fault for for expecting it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, as a fan, like, what else are we supposed to look forward to? Is like, it's like my team's going to suck this year. Can't wait to watch them. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you didn't buy I mean, season like, tickets again, did you? No, man. But, but I probably will. Like, we'll just wait a couple years. Stop complaining. Yeah. Uh, Honey Renfro's been pretty cool to watch. Yeah, I mean every 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 good plate appearance he has is encouraging. He's someone that I'm definitely rooting for. I don't think um, I don't know why because I've listened to interviews with him and he doesn't seem like particularly. Um. I mean, I respect players that kind of like protect their privacy and don't want to open up for the media. I think that's maybe how how I would be in that situation. But um, he doesn't seem like that that great of a guy. Like, there's nothing that necessarily attracts me to him other than the fact that like he's a good old boy who can hit home runs and stuff. But um, I, you know, I do want to see him have good plate appearances. Yoshi, are there any? positive takeaways that you have from these first uh from this first week we won two games <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but i do like baby freddy um yeah he does look like a man child well so let me let me pose this to you guys i i think and i agree like freddy galvis has been my is that juliana your baby yeah that's that's my daughter We've had a addition to the to the Podspod family. Um, Lomo has a has a new daughter. Took her to her first game last Monday. And how'd she do? Uh, she fell asleep when they started losing pretty bad, and she was over. She was over it in the top of the ninth when uh, we gave back to back home runs. Good. So she, she she's 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 in it for the long haul. She knows how to uh, how to temper her relationship with the Padres so that she can keep her sanity. That's good. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, oh, okay. So this is what I proposed to you guys. I think I, I agree with you guys that that Galvis has been my positive takeaway. He, like Manny said, he looks super cool. He has sweet hair. His his uh, his high socks are great. Um, he's just really smooth at short. So would you, assuming that he continues to play this way? And a team comes in for him at the trade deadline, assuming that we, which isn't a, a crazy assumption, assuming that we continue to uh, play like shit, um, and we have no chance of playoff contention. 
would you trade Freddie uh, Freddie Galvis? He's on a he's he's on a one year contract right now, so we would have to re sign him. Would you uh, be happy with a trade where Freddie Galvis went somewhere in exchange for I don't know like a mid level prospect that has no. Know, no, no, no. Do we have any prospects we, in that position? Well, say, Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis Jr. He he's he he's currently third? a shortstop. Well, he's currently a shortstop. Many people believe um, that third base is his better position, um, or his or his future position. Yeah, that's so, what I thought it was third, right? So he's not necessarily so Galvis isn't necessarily blocking Tatis, but I mean, okay, so you know, with that in mind, you guys still like are not you you wanna you wanna resign Galvis if possible to a to a long term contract? Unless there's someone well, I guess we Javier you know, no, we, no, uh, no, can't Swahe's, play short. Is it who who can play short for him? Not a Swahe. Can Spangenberg play short? Not really. Then, yeah, that's a tough one. So it would be, it would be like, okay, if we trade Galvis to the deadline, it's like that fucker Dusty Coleman or something for half the season. Granted, if we trade him, it's because the season's over, and it probably already is. Um, like, you okay with just like increasing the tank in order to get a prospect? For Freddie, although you could po- you could possibly resign him and have him be with the team for the next two or three years, Manny, what do you think? Would you would you be happy with a trade for Freddie if it brought in like a, a decent prospect? I don't know. It's tough because we should be thinking in the in the long term, and and Freddie Galvis is pretty much just kind of like a placeholder for now, but he is fun and. And maybe we could think of him like he could be that that veteran player that we want, that veteran presence we want when we are making an actual run. And, and yeah, we have, I mean that's what we got Hosmer for, though, right? Yeah, but you you know you could have you could have a you could have a, a, a few. Uh, so so Freddie is twenty eight. Like, I think you know like he is he is an excellent defensive shortstop. I don't know if he's going to continue to hit, but like if you put if you put Tatis at third and had him at short, like I would be I would be fine with. I don't know what kind of prospect you could get for for Freddie. I don't think it would be um, anything substantial. I, I I'd personally like to see him see him resigned and um, hold the place until we can trade for. Uh, Trey Turner to come back. Um, maybe we could do straight up Will Myers for Trey Turner, but um, I don't know, dude. He's fuck. He's 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 fucking slick. I'd like to see him stay. He's slick, and and he's like he's that type of player that in 2020, you know, when, when we're in that postseason game, and even though like his season average, you know, he probably hit like 230 in the season. Um, he's the type of guy I would rather have up there. Whether it be uh, for his defensive skill and even at the right. plate in a in a clutch moment, I'm going to make a prediction right now. 2021 World Series, the final out is Freddie Galvis to Eric Hosmer. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, well, um... I don't know. Like, <laughs> is it, it could be that, or it could be we give um... up a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, or like a potent what what should be the final out, um, and it's Will Myers like tripping over his feet in in right field. I think Will Myers is going to be out of the league at that point. <laughs> like he's gonna he's gonna become a professional Fortnite player. Um, did, so, did we just like it's fans? Did we just give up on Will Myers as the star of the team or? After the Eric Hosmer signing, or no, he pretty much was like, "I don't want to be the start of the team." Yeah, he seemed pretty happy to not have to be the leader in the clubhouse anymore. So he's happy with his eighty million, just chilling. He's 
I don't really get what his what his deal is and why he thinks that it's like I appreciate his his honesty. Um, the other part of me thinks like maybe you should have you know tried to rise out of your comfort zone a little bit, dude. And I don't know. I mean, all accounts say that that the guy is mentally basically not fit to be an elite player and not capable of being an elite player mentally. So like for me, yeah, I mean, he can hit, he can hit 25 home runs and steal 25 bases and stuff. And that's fine. Like keep him on the team, but he needs to be like, he can't be someone that, that we necessarily rely on. And I think he can be improved upon. Um, I wouldn't mind if, if Will Myers got traded, I, I don't have any, I don't have very much affection for the guy as much as I, I want to. I, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of this, I mean, this like, entire team is not endearing to me. I'm going to at all really besides Freddie. Do you think he, uh, he's just that player that was naturally gifted at baseball, but absolutely hated it and couldn't wait to get home after practice just to start playing video games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he does like, seem exactly like he was that, just that type of kid. Like he knew, it was like, it's like if I do better at this, the less I'll be at pack, uh, practice and get to go home and play video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something I, like that. I like him though. Like I, I also wonder if if you know d- different people need to be motivated differently, and um, maybe Ron Ron uh, really fucked him hard when he like dogged him so hard uh publicly maybe he's was already seen a therapist before then but like that's like still what he talks about with his therapist every day is is how much that hurt him yeah and i think i i think yeah maybe his his therapist was like when when myers gave that radio interview to darren smith and was and said yeah, you know, ron was right like it's not in my it's not in my dna maybe that was like part of the the steps like that his therapist told him like to, to, to realize that he's mentally fragile and how to move on or whatever. So, yeah, but I wish he were good. Like I do. I, I like him. Something about him. I can't figure out. But does, does anyone on this team like, yeah, he will's fine. Like he's cute. He's okay. But I don't know. There's no one on this team that I love. I mean, I think I could love Freddie. So, but it's gonna, you know, he it's it, it, it's gonna take time. There's there's just no one on this team that I that I love. So the I hype love is their dead. personnel. Like like Solarte was someone who you could love. Dude, like, Mar- no Mark Margo. I don't know, man. He just wow. needs to fucking play better. Wow. You just had a you just had a kid, man. Give him a break. Yeah. Well, dude, I didn't realize. Um, do you guys all feel this way? Um, I like Makita, but maybe just because he's Japanese. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's pretty lovable. I think part of my, I think part of me not not endearing myself to a given player is because I just don't. I just see this as a transition team. It's like this is this is kind of the last year that that we can have. This is the last year before I can have expectations of winning. So this team kind of feels to me like it's not going to look the same in 2019. And that's when I'm going to really start caring, you know? And so I can't, I can't endear myself to these players because I do think some of them are going to be gone. I think, I think there's a chance that Will Myers won't be here in 2019. I think there's a chance that, um, Freddie Galvis won't be here in 2019. I think there's a chance that Brad Hand and um, pretty much any anybody except like Margot Hedges and Hosmer won't be here in 2019. So I I, I kind of like maybe it's that I'm afraid to to latch onto anybody because I think they might go. Um, I just don't care a lot about what happens this season, I think. And that's that's kind of a, a sad place to be. 
but maybe in two weeks if they if they if someone starts doing something exciting even if it doesn't mean wins my, my mind will change but like right now it's just hard to to kind of latch on to anybody you know what i mean yeah whatever man this is this is you know this is apathy this is like you want you want real pod spot is real we, none of us care none of us should care and that's fine um we don't know what jersey to buy we don't know how to feel about anybody this is what you've done to us padres and that's fine this is part of the hashtag process and um trust it if you don't like this this podcast at this point if you're bored like this is a reflection of the team that this podcast is about so if you have a problem with the with how it's going so far and you don't want to listen then don't fucking listen just go on twitter and complain about it and and we'll put it out another one next year that you won't like and that's fine it doesn't matter. Let's talk about something else. 97.3 The Machine is the the new home of Padres Radio. And, um, you know, takes and takes have been taken on this subject. But let's talk about it because I, th- I think it's interesting. Maybe we'll have a different um, kind of perspective on it. So there was all the controversy because the host uh, or the prospective host of the morning show at 97.3 put out a tweet that uh, made was essentially a suicide joke. And the Padres put out a statement that said that, you know, this is this is not appropriate and blah, blah, blah. And there, you know, nothing's changed, but there was a whole bunch of hoopla about it. Um, Everyone who's listening to this. Um, or, you know, the several people who are listening to this, um, probably know about it already. So what do you, uh, commentary time. What do you guys think, Manny? Uh, do you, what do you think about the whole Kevin Klein, Coronado bridge, 97.3 situation that's going on with Padres radio? Do you think there's an overreaction from the team, from fans? Do you think that the Padres should should find another another flagship what's what's going through your mind on this yeah, no I, th- I think the Padres have have handled it as well as it could be handled uh, someone's house just get flooded <laughs> like a wave just came into yeah um that's <laughs> <laughs> That was almost baby roaring. <laughs> she just started flying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, do, the I think the, the yeah, the Padres have handled it as well as, as any team could. But I don't know. Dude, I think at, at the end of the day, it, at least what I kind of find interesting, because I, I kind of, I've enjoyed this happening it's been it's probably the most more it's been more entertaining than the Padres um yeah you know like at the end of the day in in informal community like more more than laws is is arguably like the most important jury for what what's acceptable what's not uh like regardless of of logic or consistency or anything else and the the community spoke here like uh, apparently suicide jokes are are off limits like that's where people draw the line like that's um which is fine like that's i'll be perfectly honest um uh when i saw that uh, and i didn't see it until after like so after realizing that there was like a big deal made out of it um i'd I'd be lying if I said that I was offended by it or that it got any type of reaction from me like I didn't think it was funny um but I didn't care like i just i I didn't think it was like horrible like it was just a you know just a dumb uh just a lame joke like if I would have seen that um i i I would have just skipped over it like I wouldn't know who Kevin Klein is after that like um it didn't get my attention um Right. So, but, but like what I think, like what stands out to me from this, is it's a reminder of the power that a small group of people can have when they cry really loud. And, and because this, this, cause this wasn't San Diego who spoke, it was a, that small, but very vocal social media active pocket of people who, who basically like they get a hard on when important people listen to them. 
and and I say this like with with all due respect and 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 in many cases like I I admire uh, when when small groups do like when when vocal minorities are able to to band together and successfully you know block a Starbucks from coming into their their community um, like I I think that's good like that's awesome um, in this case you know like getting people fired. Um, because we don't like their humor um and i agree like i didn't think it was funny either um but man that that can get a little messy and um and in this case like it has no repercussions that i care about but it it can be concerning when when those pitchforks turn towards something or or someone that that you do care about or you're in, or you're invested in um so i i, I don't know like i I don't feel comfortable when people go so hard on somebody um, as lame as they are right? and like can get them fired like that. That social media, strong power. I mean, when I saw it, I didn't chuckle at the fact that they did that, like of the actual tweet, but just the fact that someone could be so stupid to do something like that. <laughs> It was stupid, and 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 a radio personality in 2018 should understand that that's not something that was going to go over well. I agree completely, completely with Manny that it was not funny, but I personally wasn't offended by it. I've I've been affected not directly, but indirectly by suicide. And I didn't personally find it offensive. I just thought it was a stupid joke. But the dude should have known better. And he kind of screwed himself over when he, like, initially fought back instead. Right. Instead of instead of just apologizing. I think. Yeah. I mean, in, in this day and age, the guy should the guy should know that he deserves to be fired for that. Be not necessarily because of some objective like truth mm-hmm. that that whenever you do something like that you deserve but because he should have known better in this context that's the, that's the climate that we're in now right in yeah. this context he should have known better however i don't i personally wasn't offended by it and i believe that th- i'm not going to say the majority but a significant percentage of the people on social media who had a problem with it we're having a problem with it because they wanted to rage against the 97.3 machine that is associated with Dan Cilio and basically just like kind of like the right, a right wing kind of conservative, like um, not politically correct, like voice that that 97.3 represents i don't think they were offended by the joke i think they wanted to see that kind of viewpoint basically get um destroyed on the internet and and that's why they were that's why they were pretending to be upset about that specific joke um i don't think there was an actual like outrage against um the the specific comment per se like it personally touched them that's 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 just my that's my opinion about the majority of people's reactions is that it wasn't genuine. It was a reaction against what 97.3 represents. Just like every major topic these days. Right. Yeah. This felt a lot more like it was like, it's, it it was about like a, it's a cascade of things that have all happened. And, and, and a lot of this is comes from that like hardcore Padre internet fan base that a, a variety of things that they haven't been happy about. And, and this was just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, bad timing on on that dude's part. And again, like, which yeah. is fine. Like, I could, I'm fine with him getting fired. But you know, you, but, you're but, fine with him getting fired over that tweet. Yeah, like who can you know? Because he should have known better, dude. Yeah, like, he should have known. Better. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But God, this is why I hate. I mean, you you can you can be the martyr, man. But what's he a martyr for? Right. Like, not non-political correctness like in, like like what's he the martyr for like if that if that was his if if that's why you don't want him to be fired like 
I don't know. Like it was, he should have known better, man. If you want to be, if you want to be on the radio, if you want to be on TV, if you want to be a prominent social media personality, like there's some things you just got to stay away from and he should have known better. And and I don't know if this makes sense, but like there, there is, there does seem to be this kind of cultural elitism. That's part of this almost kind of this kind of like, yeah, like we, yeah, we drink craft beer and we have sophisticated humor and Howard Stern locker room, you know, humor is so passe. Like that's so 90s. Like we're we're above that. We're better than that. Does it feel that way or is it, is it just me? Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that it is that I think that's that's it. And I think it's also like it's a reaction to the whole dynamic that like the reason that the the reason that the Padres are with 97.3 in intercom station is because Mike D is an intercom executive. And, and it, and this is kind of like a roundabout way to essentially, you know, put a wrench in Mike D's plans and stuff, Mm -hmm. but, but, and so fine, like do that, but, but don't pretend like you're outraged at this joke. Like, dude, I, I don't know, man. Like it's, it, you know, jokes about race, jokes about gender. Like, I, I don't consider myself part of that conservative Dan Cilio viewpoint either. But like, I can laugh at a joke like that. I can also think that those kind of jokes are stupid. But do I want to see a guy fired because he made a stupid joke? Not really. Do I think that that guy should have known better because his radio station is representing a major league organization that, that needs to. And I, and I do think that, that a major league organization does need to like adhere to basically PG like media. I mean, anything related to the Padres shouldn't be cutting edge. It's a family, uh, enterprise it should be for kids and parents and grandparents and yeah that joke in that context is is stupid to make and out of taste and even though he's not on the Padres broadcast he's part of that radio station he shouldn't have made the joke but like the joke itself like this is a bad joke the Congress Channel starts a new era. The Congressmen and the Congresswomen that are. You'll find debates, analysis, and dialogue in the sessions of the Union Congress. Fellow Congressmen, a window to transparency of legislative work through the cameras of the Congress Channel. Jorge Islas, defender of the audience of the Congress Channel. Look for us in your city, in the cable systems, and in Channel 45 in the Mexico area. Congress Channel, the Union Channel. And we're back. Thank you, 97.3 The Machine, for your generous sponsorship. Um, please listen to Dan Cilio, 10 to 2, Monday through Friday. The guy uh, knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. All right. So uh, last segment for today. This is something that I've been thinking about because uh, my wife is an Angels fan. I was watching the um, some highlights of the Angels game a couple days ago when Shohei Otani hit his first uh, major league home run and I was watching I wanted to feel good about baseball and um, the Angels gave me that opportunity because I watched when Shohei Otani came back into the dugout and they did the classic thing of you know like he wants to celebrate they're ignoring uh, the the milestone uh, for several minutes until he you know begged them to celebrate and and Otani and the and the boys on the Angels celebrated and I just thought man what a what a great baseball moment I I find myself endeared to the Angels for several reasons like I said my wife is a fan and then there's the Angels in the Outfield movie uh Danny Glover's the homie probably probably the best actor of all time um what what was the guy's uh Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it he he's all right um what was the Christopher Lloyd was was the Angel uh, in the outfield, and and that was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. So I, I have all these reasons that that I'm in my head that I'm thinking like, yeah, you you could root for the Angels. And then I thought to myself, at what point, if you decide to root for the Angels, are you are you basically cheating? Are you are you cheating on the Padres? Are you 
are you breaking that sacred bond that you have with your hometown team? So that was the question I wanted to pose to you guys. Um, do you think it's okay to root for a second team? Well, I, th- I think we all just have to ask Yoshi for permission on this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine as long as you're not like, oh, they're my favorite team now. And then you can just root for them as long as they're not, I would say, in the division. So as long as somebody comes up, like, if somebody comes up to you and says, like, what's your favorite team, as long as you still say, it's the Padres, yeah. then you're okay? I think so. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, because the Padres aren't good this season, so I'm just going to root for another team. And then the Padres are good, and it's like, oh, I'm going to be Padres fan again. It's like, but I think it's fine to root for another team or, you know, just be like, oh, like the Angels. Like, oh, look, you know, they're in the American League. Yeah, like you can go ahead and root for them. Okay. Um, Lomo, what do you think? I mean, you, you shit, you're a fucking Raiders fan, dude. Well, I guess. <laughs> I I'll just guess ask you this: it's, it's a different Would you context, have the but... same? Would you show the same interest to the Angels if the Padres were contenders? No, no, no okay, way. So then, no. Then just... that's my answer. So what? What okay. is your answer? It's not okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's that's I, fair. I guess it's only okay when they're bad. That's okay. what I'm taking from this. Okay. Manny, besides uh, you know turning this over to Yoshi and asking permission, what are your, what are your own feelings about the about the question? I don't know. I don't. I don't have. I don't have another team to like that. But I, you go to Mets games. Yeah, I go to Mets games. Um, I go to Do Yankees you want games to win too. When you're at the games, mm, no, I don't care. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I'm kind of rude, but I don't care. I I like Yankees games. Like I really like Didi Gregorius. Um, and I love when he comes up to bat and they, and they plays, uh, you know, the notorious song, the notorious, but he goes, Gregorious. Um, <laughs> and I like, I walk around, I walk around all day go, saying Gregorious, but no, but like, I'm not a fan of theirs. Um, um, I guess, I mean, if, if, if you compare it to like cheating, it's kind of like, I think it depends on how far you go. Like, uh. You know, like, our, you know, if, if you're watching the, if you're just kind of like from a distance, kind of checking the angels out, like, okay. Um, but if it gets to the point where you're investing more time in the angels than the right. Padres, I, I feel that's that, okay. that 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 could be kind of problematic. Even even if the Padres are having a uh, a, a losing season, I agree with that. I think. I think that's kind of what I came – that's the conclusion I came to in my own head, like racking this through my brain about what would be okay for me, what I could live with and whatnot. It would be – it was like, yeah, if I – I think what I came to was that if I know the name of every player on the Angels, I've gone too far. Mm. Like, mm. Like I can watch their games and I can hope that they win. But if I know – like who's the setup man in their bullpen as opposed to who's like the long reliever. Or if I know like all of their bench players, or if I listen to like an angels podcast, that's too much. Like if I watch them so much that I know everyone on their team that I've gone too far. But like if, if the Padres are losing, you know, 13 to nothing and I decide to flip it to the Angels, and that happens, you know, several weeks in a row. And I get acquainted with most of the players on their team, and I hope that they win. That's fine, but but when I start making those like those inroads into like understanding more about the the, the team and the culture, then I've gone too far. That's that's how that's what I came to. You can enjoy another game, another baseball game, but you can't put all your focus on them because mm-hmm. that is cheating on the Padres. And that's you, not acceptable. Do you feel good if the Angels win? I don't right now. But I think if they were in the playoffs, like, like it makes me, like, it makes me smile. Like, like if the Angels win, it makes me like the smiling makes you feel like good. Those half-hearted smiles that you do for like a, a school picture or something. So, so you have feelings towards them winning. 
Yeah, yeah, and I do. Like, I, I hope that they win. Yeah, like, maybe. Like, you called me a Raiders fan, and what they won, like, whatever games they won, I felt absolutely zero feelings <laughs> to them winning any games because that's not my team. That was never my team, mm-hmm. and that's not San Diego. So pretty much you're asking for permission if it's okay to like the Angels. How many pieces of Raider clothing do you own? I own one jersey that I've worn twice and a hat. And Are we done here? You lose, it's not, dude. No, That's it's way not more the same. fandom no, than I'm no, showing no, no, towards the Angels. It's not fandom. Buying, buying memorabilia is not fandom. That's like me saying... I own five Padres jerseys, and Yoshi only owns one because she feels it's bad luck if she buys one. There's no way in hell I'm a bigger Padres fan than Yoshi. True. I agree. But at the same time, if Rhino like if if, if Rhino okay, rolls up Ryan. with a with a Otani stitch jersey, that's a problem. I wouldn't go and buy other teams. Like a shirt or a hat. Yeah, what do you think about that, Mo? <laughs> I think that's taking it too far. You know what, man? I was. I have an Angels shirt. I will. I, I do. I, I we went go. to a game. So what's up? Uh, yeah, man? that so was a couple up? years ago, and, and it don't it's matter. just like a round the house shirt. Like I wear it to bed. Right. Yeah, no, that's all right. I, that's okay. I have a. It's a one of those. Shirt. It's a poly cotton blend. It feels like it feels nice. Cool. Um, and, I, and and I bought a and I bought a fifty dollar fucking fake jersey that was from China. Yeah, no, I I, I know. I'm just giving you shit, dude. I I, I, uh, <laughs> I I was just pissed that you brought up that Raiders thing. So, like, there's I like I don't know, man. There's no way. Sorry. Like, the, in my mind, once you grow up with a team, that's your team. You can try to pretend to root for another team, but it it, it will just never have the same effect. As no. your original team did, like no, you cry, you you're happy, you're pissed with that team, and goddamn you, fucking teams fanos. But <laughs> there's nothing that will ever ever change that. Yeah, did you hear that, Dean? You jabroni. But is it okay? Yeah, whatever. It don't matter now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy to think, speaking of the Angels, that like we were apparently kind of sort of, maybe we weren't, but like word on the street was we were close to having Otani? Yeah, it would have been, I think our, he is, he, he has a, he has a beautiful swing. Um, I don't have the MLB network, but I've, I was in a hotel the last couple of days and they had it. And it did like a, an analysis of his swing and how his follow through is gorgeous. He's the way he like the way he kind of pulls out of the swing and raises, kind of twirls the bat above his head. It's 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 Babe Ruth esque. And he he I mean if he if he had signed for us, I think that the joy like. If we were one and six and we had Shohei Otani, I think we would all be over the moon. Oh my god! Like yeah. I, I don't Definitely. think I don't think we would give a flying fuck about our record, and I don't think I don't think our record would would drag us down in the slightest. Yeah, man, I, I, Manny, I, I uh, can you imagine it would have been? But I mean, that's that's the feeling that we're gonna have when Tatis comes up. That's the feeling that we're gonna have when. Um. Gore comes up, like it's coming, but it, it could have been, it could have been this year, I, I th- guess. I think. Um, well, I know, like, uh, so I like after after their meetings. Remember when when Otani they had the he met with the Padres, and um, I was FaceTiming with AJ, and he was like pissed because he said that Hoffy was the one who blew the meeting, like really turned Otani off. What did he do? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. His, uh, I think when he would, so when they were like going to put up the PowerPoint, um, it they used Hoffy's laptop, and 
he had on his on his screen uh, like on his desktop he had the picture of him like with his middle finger <laughs> and like Otani just found that like really offensive and he just wasn't oh, into it after that I heard he had like um I already had like a Stormy Daniels like horn <laughs> in the background like a Christy like there was like two tabs it was like a Stormy Daniels tab and a Christy Canyon tab um and like he still digs that like late 90s stuff yeah but no yeah I mean it was probably the it was probably all three like I mean conflicting sources but um and the sushi, yeah. the like the naked girl with the sushi that he brought out, like assuming that Otani would be into that, and he just he's not that type of guy. Yeah, I heard he asked for like yeah they had they served Japanese food at the meeting, and he was like asking for forks and stuff, and like <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so he blew it. Um, yeah. So we can thank Hoffy for not having Otani. Yeah, that's all right. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He yeah. deserves it. Yeah. All right. Um, you guys have anything else to uh, to say? I have one thing to say. The Padres are giving away these little, I don't know, they're uh, Tony Gwynn, Ken Caminiti, Greg Vaughn, and someone else. I can't remember who. These, I don't know, like, I don't know if they're bobbleheads or little collector's item figurines. Oh, and a Trevor Hoffman one. Oh, great. Where is Steve Finley? Oh, that's, yeah, that's my it. issue. Why he does things with the Padres? They totally just were like, eh. We only have four days, so I, I'm upset about that. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's that that is true. I don't. Um, he was a he was in absolutely vital member of that team that that is pretty weird um i know he worked like for the diamondbacks um the broadcasting at some point he maybe maybe he yeah he must have pissed off the wrong person because um probably wayne partell or something um but he still works with the Padres. uh steve finley probably called him wayne a cunt or something um (laughs) must have done something that must have done something yeah that is weird but steve Man, he was. Uh, I think he was the most handsome member of the '98 team. I always found him very handsome. Nah, who? Yeah. He was awesome. I love. I love Steve Finley. Um, but no, I don't think he was. I, I think Ken Caminiti was more handsome. Really? What? No. Yeah. Nice no. rugged way. Who's the most handsome member of the current Padres team? Um, that's why. That's why I can't. There's nobody cute. Um, Margot is cute. Um, He's got kissable lips. Who? Margot. <laughs> I I can't figure out how I feel about, and I've been wanting to ask you, Yoshi, what you think. Um, of Hosmer, he's a good-looking guy, in, like in person, but it's those oh, eyebrows. In person. Ooh, per- oh, yeah. When, when it- I saw him at, in, when I saw him in spring training, huh? But those eyebrows—they're like, I don't know. They're a little bit, yeah. They're a little bit too. Those the angles a bit too uh, obtuse. You're more into the uh, Aswahe eyebrows? Yeah, thick eyebrows, but they're probably better than mine. Aswahe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he plucks those. Huh, who is cute? Uh, I guess, I mean, obviously hedges, but it, I guess oh, yeah. it's... He doesn't have... I like a little bit ex- of exoticness in my, in my men, and he's... Like he's he is suburbi suburban handsome. Yeah. But he's not Yeah. But he doesn't have that like he doesn't have that thing that just makes you tingle a little bit. He's not he's like yeah, he's he's cute, he's gorgeous, fine. But like he's not he's not exotic in any way. So you're but, more interested. Maybe the Swahe is a little bit too exotic, a little bit too groomed. Um I don't know. Kirby Was Yates. he injured on Monday? 
Who? Uh, Hedges. Yeah. Oh, I would have been fine with them losing as long as I heard Hedges going up to the plate with his walk-up song. So, so is that what? So Hedges. Hedges for sure for me. But Keita. Mayton's cute. Mayton's a little like country boy cute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. But. Uh, Whatever. I don't know. You guys can tell us. I'm going Freddie Galvis. Famous yeah, player, like best a- player, smoothest player, and best looking player, too. And, and he looks like a baby. Yeah, he. Yeah, oh, wow. So, it's got to be him. Uh, for me, it's still Hedges. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares at all? Um, Alright, guys. Well, it's been great. We'll see you guys in 2019. Um, maybe sooner. That depends on you. Get outraged about something so we can come back and talk to you before the season's over because we don't want to talk about Padre baseball. So please curl up with uh, someone you love. Tell them how much you appreciate them. And also tell them to go fuck themselves. Bye-bye, Podspot. Or something. Drunkers. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll do. No, after after we sweep the Astros, we'll just do another podcast on Monday. Mistakes as well, but without them, how could you grow?